welcome to Season 3 of Lightwork Presents Everything is Connected, where we share inspiring stories with artists and art professionals on a wide range of topics about life and work. We share ideas on our inspirations and the influences that affect our lives. I sit down with artists and thought leaders across the diaspora to learn more about the things that make them tick, the ideas that they are passionate about, and the ways in which their work seeks to impact our society in a variety of ways. Join us as we continue the journey of sharing the interesting and inspiring stories of some of today's most dynamic artists and art professionals in the industry. Let's go! On this episode, I'm joined by Tariku Shifara, who's known for his practice of mark-making that explores the metaphysical ideas of painting and societal structures. His formal language of geometric abstraction is executed through densely layered material to create marks, gestures that interrogate space-making and reference the hierarchy of systems. I sat down with Tariku ahead of his next solo show with Gallery Long in Chelsea to learn more about the work that he's showcasing in this exhibition, some of the ideas that guide his work, and his interests in art and creativity. Let's dive into my latest episode with Tariku Shifara. Tariku Shifara, I'm so happy to have you join me on an episode of Lightwork Presents Everything is Connected. We're here, you and me, at Gallery Long, ahead of your next solo show with the gallery opening this fall. And I just want to check in and ask, firstly, how are you? How are things? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Cool. Thanks for ha- for doing this, for having me. How's your summer been so far? Summer's been great. Busy. Very busy. I've, uh, as you can see, the, the show's already installed uh, a bit early. Um, so I've spent my entire summer like working on this. Uh, of course, throughout the year, too. But this summer was a little bit more intense than I wanted it. So I've been a hermit this summer. You also had the show in Southampton, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I mean, and that kind of coincides. Does it coincide at all with the work that you're showing at Gallery Long? Um, as in, like, uh, timing-wise or just... No, more aesthetically, like, um, some of the work that you're known for. And yeah, so um, what I'm showing there is actually, like, different from this show. Um, what I'm showing at um, Southampton's African American Museum, uh, which is my very first solo show, by the way. Uh, very first uh, museum solo show. Congratulations, that's <laughs> Thank big. Thank you. And so I'm showing uh, a collection of uh, one of these black boys. It's uh, works that I've done over the years. Um, about, I think, 15 works. Um, uh, a bunch of smaller works. There's two like larger scale works, but everything is like fairly small works. And uh, it's just a way of showing the different materialities from the different years that I've you know experimented and worked in. Um, you can see how like it gradually just changes from you know uh, 2016, 17 to now. You know, and so. Uh, uh, it was curated by Storm Escher and mutual uh, friend. We yes. all love Storm. She's yes. such a sweetheart, and, and has so, been doing so so many amazing things with Superposition. Yeah, yeah, and she did such a great writing around the show, uh, which I was I was very impressed, and and you know just glad to have that as well. You know, I love it. So um, I'd love to talk more about your show here at Gallery the Loom, marking oneself in dark places. That's such a powerful title, um, and it really feels 
very much grounded in, in the work that you're showing, not only here, but in the work that you've shown in the past. Can you talk a little bit about how that title came to be? Sure. Um, so, uh, marking oneself in dark places. Uh, it was just, it was just something that I had uh, played around with, and you know, you know, and it also like takes me a while to title things, as you know. Uh, the one of these Black Boys series is all about titles, you know. Uh, but in this particular show, I was just thinking about uh, how my practice in uh, in both uh, making the series one of these Black Boys and the series Martha Samai, they're both about mark making, mm-hmm. and so. Um, they, well, they have an element of, you know, uh, mark making in them, right? Like conversation around that. So marking oneself uh, was an interesting uh, way to address uh, some of the things that I'm interested in. Uh, but also, uh, when I say in dark places, this is a pretty dark show, uh, aesthetically speaking. Uh, very, you know, uh, should I say, for better, for lack of better words, uh, dark palette works yeah right? like, yes. so uh, in a way I was just you know marking oneself in, in this through these dark paintings but also um, you know uh, perhaps it also refers to uh, the system the you know uh, societal structures or whatnot so those could be pretty dark places sometimes for for certain folks you know definitely definitely I noticed that a lot of your work um, you know, what you might see on the surface is not all that there is and that there's a lot of layer to the way you're thinking about your work, not only the actual application, right, of the paint on the canvas, uh, painting in layers, letting it dry, then going back to it a little bit later, but also these sort of the concepts, the framing, um, what are the issues that you're speaking about through the work? And some of the ways in which you've talked to me about it over, you know, just the conversation that we had walking through the show just now, but also previous conversations we've had about your work, I recognize that there's a lot more than than meets the eye. And so what can folks expect to see in this show that kind of continues on in that in that way of creating that you do? Yeah, Shade, I must say that you uh, you really hit it, you know, right on the head, you know, like when you uh, talk about the different types of layering, uh, whether it's conceptual or physical, and I- I'm, I'm glad you got that, and, and that is very important to me and close to my heart, really, uh, when I make these works, I think about uh, layering is like really like one of the most important aspects of my work. Um, so when I was uh, working on this show, um, both, so first of all, you know, we're introducing two bodies of works in this exhibition, as I had mentioned earlier. Um, one is Matasamai, which is a mark for night skies, uh, and which engage, uh, which, which is a, uh, an imagination, an imagined night sky um, being presented through my works, through my paintings and installation art. And then the other is still one of these black boys, uh, which is uh, the work that I'm, you know, more known for. Uh, these parallel uh, or these horizontal parallel uh, bars that you see in, in my works. And so, uh, in this, to answer your question, in this exhibition, um, there's uh, as part of one of these black boys, I've been working with different materials for a very long time, and 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 people often have seen me work in so many different you know materials in the past but in this particular works 
uh, I, I show fabrics and you know these uh, poly chiffon works and different types of silk and and I bring I bring back you know the mylars that are just in film and you know of course there's some paint in there and there's this layers of you know layers and layers of different types of like fabrics and so and and it creates this like dark dark outcome like uh, aesthetically speaking and you can still see you know it's uh, bits and pieces of. Uh, some of like the uh, information inside as you get closer but if you're standing on the side of them they they sort of just don't reveal themselves because these it's like those uh, phone protector uh, what do you call those uh, uh, phone uh, like the invisible invisible <laughs> protector so when you're in the subway yeah, you know, yeah people, people can't see, see your exactly screen. exactly and so um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very much interested in that and, and that takes place in this in this show but with the Matasamai works you also see um, these uh, paintings that are just layered with so many different colors but then again it's layered again with like a darker layer at the end so you're seeing through the dark layer into the depths of the painting uh, in, in so many different ways right Definitely. I want to speak a little bit about um, the sort of installation space that you've created and the idea of being able to showcase different work within an entire show and also thinking about kind of being able to bring people into an environment in which you've created. I think Gallery Lalong is the, the layout of the gallery is wonderful and the fact that you have this kind of side room where you can show, you can have one big show, but then yeah. maybe spotlight something special or bring folks' attention to something particular that you really want to highlight or uplift in a new body of work. And I think the way that you've utilized the space is fabulous. I mean, you had a show here, was yeah, a couple couple years yeah, ago. 2021, yeah, 2021. Yeah, 2021 that um, really blew me away. And you also used that space in a really dynamic and interesting way. Um, what is it that you... You know, we can't speak too much of exactly what's in there, right? Mm -hmm. The show hasn't opened yet, so it's still a little bit under wraps. But what can folks expect that might be a departure from your previous work or might be continuously in line with what you've done thus far? Sure. Um, so what I'm showing in that uh, smaller gallery space is uh, just, you know, uh, creating an immersive environment where you walk in and you see this imagined night sky and uh, and also the ceramic objects that you that some people have seen in the past, especially last year when I had shown it at Spack Mellon um, in a show that um, Rachel Vera Steinberg had curated. Mm -hmm. And uh, also sounds, right? And and there's also different different um, different materials like chain link fence or uh, other things you might see. Uh, I'll leave the rest for you know for those who visit the show. But um, there's you know just a lot of those uh, things happening. So when you walk in, I'm sure you're gonna engage first, even way before you walk in, the sounds um, coming out of that room. And then as soon as you walk in, you'll see more and more of it. Um, but it's it's just a way for me to to create an immersive environment where people can walk into it, walk into, in a way, my imaginations, right? Um, you know, no matter how alternative it might be, uh, still my imaginations of how I see these works existing in that, for this particular moment. 
I love it. I love it. And it's making me think a little bit about what you shared with me about the night sky and the idea that so much of the way, you know, in the modern world, so much of the way that we think about our understanding of astrology, astronomy, the study of the stars and space is through a Western European lens, right? So much of the way we view the world at large comes from that perspective. Um, Roman mythology, Greek mythology. Um, but what you're doing here, as you've talked to me about some of the underpinnings and some of the deeper concepts behind the work, is that you're really tracing older, more, um, yeah, older, more ancient histories of empires and tribes throughout the continent of Africa um, and kind of thinking about what other ethnic groups and what other people have already done and how that's not necessarily something that we are aware of even as, as African diasporic people um, but also more more broadly so I feel like that's a great time to kind of segue and ask you a little bit about some of these deeper concepts behind the show maybe highlighting and uplifting ancient tribes um, ancient forms of knowledge and kind of recognizing that while we have learned in a particular way through a particular lens, there is so much more learning to be done and a potential different way of seeing the world and also seeing our place in it, right? Yeah, I I think uh, it's, I love your wordings, that's that's great, uh, the way you're uh, talking about it, but uh, to also add a little bit more to that, which I think that's, that's a great way. Uh, to even have a conversation in, the, in, in these interviews, right? Where um, with this works, I'm thinking, um, you know, again, like this is an imagined night sky for me, right? So uh, I love fiction. I love science fiction. And so the night sky always, you know, makes me think of like the many possibilities that could take place, right? The gazing, the, the looking, the, ima- the imagining. That's also a privilege if you think about it. So when I'm thinking about this body of work and I'm casting all these like uh, imagined ideas into, into this night sky, into my night sky, into these paintings, I'm of course, like you mentioned, think, uh, you know, uh, placing uh, symbols that sort of just refer back to uh, these ideas, these different groups of people that have existed in the past, you know, different uh, African groups, uh, such as the Dogon people, the Denkra people, uh, Dogon being modern day, uh, you know, um, Mali, Benin, Ghana, Togos, you know, uh, the Denkra people have traveled from northern parts of Africa down to like where it's like Ghana, Benin today. Um, and you know all of like uh, different different groupings like the, uh, the Cameroonian people, the you know the Nubian Empire from you know uh, thousands of years ago. Uh, we're talking about all of those, but also thinking about the diasporas. Uh, we're thinking about um, the Caribbeans, you know, like from uh, Haitian uh, Haitian folks to. Uh, going into, you know, like, the, uh, you know, Americas, like the, the United States, uh, African-Americans here, as well as, you know, Aborigine um, cultural, like, production. So, like, I'm thinking about this imagination as a form of knowledge production system that could just alternatively exist as, like, these new mythologies being built in these works. 
uh, in a way, uh, it could be fictional. Uh, in another way, it could also be, you know, um, very real. But nonetheless, they exist within this scope of world that I'm, you know, creating. And, and so another way of, uh, and I found the most effective way uh, to even introduce more and more of those uh, cultures that I'm interested in is through sound, you know. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about sound earlier, where uh, the sounds sort of just emanate from uh, underneath the what, what sounds? Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they come from underneath the, uh, the ceramic, um, ceramic object. And those sounds uh, are made of, you know, chants from different cultures, from, you know, uh, the, the Maasai culture, uh, the chants that come out of um, uh, South African, uh, through modern-day South Africa, but like the Zulu warrior chants, the, the Ethiopian Orthodox uh, worship chants, the uh, ancestral chants that come from like various parts of Africa, the uh, you name it, the protest chants that, that came out of uh, South Sudan uh, a few years ago. Uh, there is these tubes that were being played in Central Park by this, this Haitian group, you know. Uh, they've been around for over 20 years, and, and that, that was like super amazing to me. Uh, there is, um, you know, like uh, chants and pattern making uh, that come out of um, the, the indigenous, uh, the, the, the first people of Australia or Aboriginal mm-hmm. people as we know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like uh, these, um, and it's all juxtaposed with one another, but then there's these like uh, African-American uh, fraternity and sorority chants um, that has, uh, that I feel like has like this lineage that comes from, you know, um, where we come from. And, and I find that very interesting. And so it's this like way of uh, using, I mean, for me, like within this immersive installation, using, you know, chant as a, as a form of uh, uh, constellations, you know, in place of constellations, right? A way of like taking up space um, in a very different way through sound, uh, you know, through these audible uh, utterings and, and recordings, right? Yeah, I love that. It's making me think about the fact that you're kind of like synthesizing different information, pulling from different cultural spaces, almost like when, a, when you know, a chef makes a gumbo, right? right. You're pulling in tons mm-hmm. of different ingredients, mm-hmm. tons of different sources of inspiration yeah. and kind of re-presenting it, reimagining it, reinterpreting it. And I think that that re-component of mm-hmm. like to recycle or to repurpose or to kind of to transform, remix. exactly, yeah, yeah. to remix. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to your, one of these Black Boy series that are titled with um, titles after songs, right? Yes. From hip hop, jazz, Afrobeats, reggae, blues, etc. Um, I wonder, is that sort of pulling in from different influences a critical part of your work? What? Uh, the titling of those words? No, I mean the concept of like being very much inspired by other cultural cultures mm-hmm. and then thinking through what is inspiring you and then producing. Um, I think, I mean, you know, like, uh, uh, for instance, for me, even making art is, uh, it cannot be possible unless uh, you're using influences around you the way you exist. Like, the very, this very conversation 
uh, can influence us, right? Like in the way we go about our lives. And so we're not uh, shielded from anything around us. But for me specifically, uh, great question, by the way. Uh, I think about uh, knowledge production systems. And so when I'm making, like if we may specifically talk about the series, one of these black boys where I use titles um, by musicians from the African diaspora, you know, as you said, from those genres, uh, then I use those titles in particular because uh, I wanted to invite or I wanted to introduce other forms of knowledge production systems that, that has already existed onto these, uh, you know, Western mid 20th century uh, abstract paintings that I want to engage. Mm. And so when I'm making these abstract works that engages that, that, that Western European history, uh, of, of, you know, art making, um, then I wanted to, to make sure that there is like another form that sort of just, uh, uh, directs it, redirects it, or, you know, uh, uh, that it leans into other sort of, uh, knowledge production systems. Like when I titled a piece, you know, uh, King Kunta, Kendrick Lamar, that's uh, a song by Kendrick Lamar, uh, but it's also a reference to, uh, his experience in the hood that he comes from, but also in reference to his knowledge and understanding and, and whatever he has respect for, which is Alex Haley's um, uh, literary novel, um, Roots, uh, which that is embedded in, in, in the history of, you know, uh, the migration of, of Africans against our, our wills uh, to the Americas. And, and so there's this all like, you know, like, all connected and so there's these references inside of the works and so I feel that you know um, it's interesting to, to bring in other knowledge like production systems like songs lyrics which come from experiences and realities and whatnot you know and imagination and imagination so here I am making my own imaginations uh, with this new body of work in Matasamai you know Yes, beautiful. I really, I think this is a perfect time to kind of talk about these two series, mm. one of these black boys and Mata Semai. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for the first time in this show, we're seeing a combination of those two series come together. And there are a few works that stand out to me um, where I can see your bars mm -hmm. from the one of these black boys series. And yeah. I can see the night sky begin to sort of emerge from the Matasame series. Okay. And I'm really, yeah, I, I'm really curious to know why and how, not the how, but more the mm -hmm. why, did you begin to fuse these two series together? And what conversation is being Yo, had? That, that's actually a really interesting conversation because in art, as you know, um, and it's it's a it's it's a weird fluke in art, you know, uh, or in the art world, where if you're known for one thing, then you're forever known for that one thing. But I have many different series, you know, like one of these black boys happens to be the one that most people gravitated towards and and learn more about. Um, so I had to be very particular and and. And there's these, you're referring to the transitional piece, right? A piece that has both the, the night sky in the background with yeah. the constellations yeah. and also the horizontal parallel bars. Um, I, I did that because um, I wanted 
to be an evidence that there's these relationships between um, b- between these works that relate to back to to my work, you know. Because if, if you only know one body of work as my work and, and then all of a sudden something comes out of like left field. Uh, not to mention that it's not just this physical transition. There's also like uh, overlapping concepts within both works. And I believe that one um, series has helped the other become even stronger. Um, and so that is also like uh, unfortunately a necessary uh, the physical display of these, this relationship is also like a necessary step that an artist has to take in order to make folks realize that this is something that comes out of the same artist, you know? A thousand percent. And I think it's so important that you mentioned, you know, just quite frankly, that artists get pigeonholed, right? The, yes. the market is asking for something. The gallery might be asking for something. The artist has their own vision for what they want to create. And I see that in this show, you are sharing not only previous works and previous maybe visions and Mm -hmm. ideas and thoughts, but more contemporary and present day concerns or present day um, things that are interesting you and things that are ruminating in your mind and making you consider yourself, the work, the world, your place, but also this conversation of the global African diaspora. Mm-hmm. I am not one. I am a part of a lineage, right? Right, right? I am a part of many who have come before Nonetheless, me. very significant, yeah. It's incredibly significant. Mm-hmm. And I think to be able to pull these sonic and auditory references from, you know, from as early as, <clears throat> from as recent as maybe your travels throughout the city, mm-hmm. you talked about subway sounds and, yes. and things that are sort of on your journey through life. Yeah. And then also these much older sounds that come from a different part of history in a different time. Over a hundred years old, yeah. There we go. Um, and providing a thread that connects all of it together makes me think a lot about the fact that, you know, not only is art eternal, timeless, dynamic, but it's, it's, it's this universal language that we yeah. use to communicate different ideas. And we all can do that in our own way. Right, right. And, and also, you know, like these classical paintings, what we consider in Western art world, like classical, as in like these, you know, um, um, almost like portraits and landscape and whatnot. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's something that the artist uh, conveyed, right? Mm-hmm. And every time you look at a painting, it's something that the artist is conveying based on their uh, experience based on their engagements. You know, if you see a Renoir painting of, of you know, uh, uh, a bunch of upper class folks sitting in the fields and in, 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 in the park or in, 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 in oh, what do you call it, the meadow, right? Like yes. this green grass or whatever. <laughs> I'm thinking about Central Park, you know? <laughs> so, so how do I relate that to how do I, you know, How do I see that? And so, um, but, you know, but literally in the summertime, you see Central Park just almost like a Renoir painting, you know? So, um, we're always looking for that relation of, uh, relationality, you know, like that, how do we relate to, um, to a work of art, but how do we relate to our own works also as we're making it? So, I want to see me as I make the work, and that's why you would hear those subway sounds and, you know, um, uh, as, uh, that's why you would hear like coins dropping waters, uh, water dripping or whatever, you know, things that I'm, you know, interested in, but I also want to like delve into and abstract a little bit and, and let it exist, you know, let it cope, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's a great observation on your end. 
Yeah, you know, I think um, having seen some of your work over the years and develop, developed a, a relationship with you, um, we've talked about so many deep topics, right? And so I recognize that you are somebody who, just like me, is thinking very critically mm-hmm. um, and inquisitive, right? Asking a lot of questions about like the why, right? Those deeper thoughts of why do I do the work? What is the work about? Um, how are people going to be impacted by it? And I think that's a good time to kind of just ask if, if this is a consideration at all, what do you hope people take away from this show that might be different yeah. than previous shows? I, you know, I've never thought about that, but that's, um, that's super cool. There's many ways of thinking about that. I do hope that uh, people walk into this space and just, you know, engage the works with an open mind, you know? I, I you know, I, you can't really, you can't really, you know, dictate how people perceive works, which is the beauty of, you know, making art, right? You know, whether you're writing something or you're making a song or making visual art, um, you can't, you know, once the work is out there to the public and, and it's the public's property, you know, uh, it's up to them to consume it the way they want to. But I do hope that um, it, t- it tickles some brains there and it it, it engages uh, in some critical thinking around, you know, for instance, mythology, you know, like this Matasamae is just uh, really uh, filled with this imagination of like, new mythologies, right? New ideas, new ways. And mythology, as Roland Barthes uh, uh, describes it, is uh, a form of uh, a form of knowledge, uh, shared knowledge that um, a society would, you know, uh, engage together and, and not realize that, you know, it's invisibly affecting the way yeah. uh, you see each other or, or value things. And so, uh, the more you uphold a particular image of something, then the more that is more valuable and the less the other that's not presented is valuable. So in a way, like, you know, also representation uh, in, in many different forms, right? Representation of concepts and ideas. And so uh, I do hope that it, it starts a critical journey for a lot of folks. And if not, they could just, you know, also simply enjoy the paintings. I love that. And Tariku, thank you so much for a wonderful episode. This was really lovely. I want to just give a shout out to Gallery Lalong as well, um, hosting us for today. But I think people will see and hear things that they haven't before. And I hope that um, they're delighted because it's a fabulous show and can't wait to be here for your opening. Hey, thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. That was my episode with Tariku Shikara. I want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Tariku for joining me on the show. And it's a wrap, folks. That was our episode of Lightwork Presents Everything is Connected. Conversations on culture and current events with some of today's hottest creative contemporaries. These episodes are recorded wherever in the world that I find myself. May that be New York, LA, Miami, the continent, the Caribbean, Europe. Wherever it is that I find myself, I sit down with folks who are thought leaders, critical thinkers, and interested parties within the arts and beyond. These episodes reflect the times that we're living in while also adding some commentary to the social, cultural, and political issues of our world. Depending on where I am in the world at the time of our recordings, you will hear the sights and the sounds of our local environment throughout the U.S., West Africa, and beyond. 
I'm your host, Falashade Logandudu, and we'll see you next time. As always, stay motivated, stay inspired, and stay up. Peace and love, y'all. We out.